following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody welcome to another episode of the kick pie podcast the podcast dojo of inspirational martial arts talk i am your host tj williams giving you the insight of my martial arts journey discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in martial arts past present and future all right so before we kind of get in our episode um of course for those who are just joining me this is a pre-recorded uh, episode. So if whatever I talk about um, now is prior to the release date. So for let's say we're in finally in May 1st, all right, which is wonderful. Spring is on its way. I'll hopefully get rid of this cold weather. But nevertheless, we got three um, interesting um, days coming up. One for those who are Star Wars fans, uh, you know, the May 4th is the National Star Wars Day. And you know, the ironic saying, may the fourth be with you. So for those who are subscribed in um, Disney Plus, I know you're probably going to watch a marathon of the nine movies, which is um, probably going to be an all-nighter if you're not working. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, yeah, for those who are fans of Star Wars, I mean, we always want to honor those, um, the, the whole series, the whole um, saga, which is great because, uh, you know, those lightsaber fights are good. All right. Another, um, um, another good um, day is um, Cinco de Mayo. Of course, for those um, who has a Mexican um, American um, heritage, of course, you celebrate that. I mean, the victory of um, the Mexican army um, over the French um, army of um, Napoleon. So that's that. And then lastly, there's Mother's Day. All right. So always mother honor your mother and for that mother figure. So at least give her some flowers. I mean, give her a kiss, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's your day. It's your day, Ma. All right. All right, so let's get to this episode, episode time. All right, so for those who are fans of MMA, mostly um, the major promotions, um, Bellator, UFC, Strikeforce, um, you might want to keep an eye on my guest for this week's episode. Of course, he made a debut in um, B2 Fighting Series um, in February, a developmental um, MMA promotion. I mean, he currently holds a 2-0 record and ranked number five in the North um, Beldum, um, Bel- uh, no, sorry, uh, Beldum weight um, division. All right. So he agreed to come on a show to talk to us um, and give share us a story. And I want everybody to introduce. Um, well, let's just say I'm going to put this in Michael Bubber um, voice. Introducing Jordan, <laughs> the guest tank guest. All right, so thank you so much for joining me, um, Jordan. So how are we doing over there? Doing good. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm out there trying to at least get enough live guests and at least get myself prepared for um, my next rank, my next um, fifth degree rank. So I want to at least talk to people, talk about their experience. You know, I created this show two years ago, so it's going great. So lovely. Good. good. All right, so let's kind of get to like what you're doing with um. MMA. So how's that going for you since you got um, that that debut? Uh, debut has been great. I've had a second fight since then, and it was 
it's just been a dream come true, you know, just working hard. And uh, I love the training part of it. You know, I don't, I don't just love the winning part of it, the training, man. I felt lost this past week since I just had this fight and I took this week off kind of, you know, I just been, been depressed. Don't know what I even do with life, man. I'm ready to compete again already. Yeah. So can you tell us like when's your next fight or where you're going for a next fight? I'm going for June 25th. It's the Louisville card for B2, and uh, we're just waiting for a name right now. So I'm ranked number five. I'm hoping to get, you know, at least someone, you know, I'll fight someone top 10, you know, if someone wants to try to make their way up, you know, I'll do that fight. Or if he wants me to fight one of the top four guys, you know, I'm with that too. So I'm just training for whoever. Man, I understand your division is like, um, your the title is vacant. So, of course, um, sure. so I'm guessing um, probably along the way, you'll be like that top number one contender for that title or, yeah, you'll be fighting for that title. I'm hoping so. Oh, yeah. All right. So what we're going to do, Jordan, we're going to bring the, our guests. We're going to have our guests um, bring you back in time. Or you're going to bring the guests back in time. So yeah. we're going to go right back to the beginning before all this happens. So for so I'm going to start off with the first three questions. Because usually when I have guests on the show, they get like the first three questions that I was going to ask. And I don't ask them. But yeah, but usually uh, here's the first question. All right. Describe yourself before martial arts like enter your life and number two what event got you interested and number three what's that one event that got you pushed into martial arts so i'll let it take you away take it away so before i started martial arts you know i was a young kid i started wrestling at a young age at sixth grade so before then there really it was hard to say there was a time before martial arts because i was watching power rangers ninja turtles you know all those cartoons that showed a different form of fighting and i just fell in love with it. so as a kid you know i was always fighting my brother we'd always do wwe matches mm-hmm. and all that good stuff so you know really before there was no before it was always combat fighting my brothers and whatever style we could see on tv to to point where i got started wrestling and uh my very first wrestling practice i thought was like WWE, you know, I moved to Indiana to where my dad was living and we didn't have wrestling where I was at in Kentucky. So once I got here to Indiana, I thought it was WWE style. So I, you know, it was getting me into it. My friends were telling me about, oh, I love that tables, ladders and chairs. Let's get it. And then we got to the first practice and realized it was not that at all, but fell in love with it right away. Uh, just, just was pretty dominant. I was strong as a kid and was just pretty dominant, but I didn't even know how to score. I just, you know, they said, get the guys back to the mat, just like they do on WWE and you win. I was like, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Just think, just thinking about um, wrestling. Of course, um, I did a, a wrestling show on um, last night. Of course, um, let's just say though, I did the independent wrestling type. So I was in a battle Royal. So, I mean, yeah, I yeah, do. Well, uh, yeah. Battle I, Royal. Doing that. That's awesome, man. I love that stuff. I, I wind up looking up some of your stuff, man. That's great. I love your character and all that stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> ah, yeah, really. I, I just I still feel the chop that I got last night. Really, it's like I got paintbrushed. Oh man, I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So of course, here you are. You are an amateur wrestler. I mean, you um you say you did a sixth grade and you went up to high school and did um wrestling, right? Yes, sir. And then, of course, you do you go to college to um, do wrestling. I had some scholarships. I went and looked at some colleges. Uh, I didn't take that route. I went up, was going to try to wrestle for the military. And uh, 10 days before my ship date, you know, they caught wind that I got a disc bulge in my third spinal cord up. And 
they wouldn't let me go through with it. So I just jumped back into judo and jujitsu and knew that I had to prove them wrong and I was going to become the best warrior that anybody could see. doesn't matter about this final quarter or not. You know, I'm yeah. still working hard. Yeah, so that was almost your push into martial arts. Like, you, of course, you did amateur wrestling. And then, of course, uh, from there, you started doing jujitsu. So, like, can you describe, like, your first class when you went into jujitsu? Because, you know, you had that, I should say, double indemnity since you did wrestling. So, what you, what you, Brazilian jujitsu, that's how, kind of into, like, wrestling, right? Right. Yeah. My first uh, class with jujitsu, uh, you know, I was, I was more, I was scared at first. And then I just realized it's just like wrestling. You know, you, the coach is going to show a move. You watch him do that move. You go with your partner, you train that move. And then once you start live rolling, try to incorporate that move when you can. So I started just rolling and learning it super easy. And the coaches noticed that I was just be able to learn it and pick up on moves real quick. And it really made me comfortable just how it, like you said, just it's hand in hand with wrestling. So it really helped out a lot and helped out with the aspect of what to do when I'm on my back. Cause normally when I'm on my back, our wrestling matches over, you know, but now it's showing what can you do from there to get out of that spot and really enjoyed it, really loved it. And that was uh, actually in my first gym, Matt side, that was in Seymour and uh, it was a good gym, but then I wind up moving to Columbus and they had gi. So my very first gi class, so because I did no gi for like two, three years before I even started gi. And I fell in love with that right away. It was a whole new thing. It was, you could choke someone out with your shirt. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> I knew that I would always have to train more no gi for my MMA, but the gi was just amazing. It blows my mind of just how much more control you can have, the the more submissions you can do with it, man. It was, it's great. I love them. And I'll never forget my first classes, you know, how, how everybody's so accepting, how it was a, a, a brotherhood there. You know, you walk in and everybody is so nice to you. You think it's going to be a violent sport and violent people. It's not. It's it's violent sport, can be, but it's nice people, the nicest people you'll ever meet. So that's what really hooked me in to keep coming is the nice people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not very big on doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I don't like being on the ground. But, of course, <laughs> yeah, in this case, you know, when I started um, training martial arts, they always teach you like doing self-defense on the ground. Cause you know, I mean, honestly, you wouldn't do something, do Brazilian jiu-jitsu out in the street. Like, cause you know, you never know that that person that you're trying to defend yourself against, you know, they may have more people. And, you, yeah. and if you're just like rolling the ground, you know, you're in trouble and <sighs> you're like, yeah. So, but it's great that you um kind of build up that reputation of doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then you kind of, transition to go into like competing so yes of course when did you decide to um actually compete in um mma i always knew it was the dream uh ever since i was young when i was wrestling you know george st pierre was inspiring me how he could use his wrestling to win so when i was wrestling in middle school i knew that i was always going to be in that cage one day but i always wanted to do it at the right time i didn't want to rush into it and get losses i really wanted a clean record and I knew I had to do it right. So I needed to train properly and wait till I was in the right position in life to get into it. So I wanted to compete with wrestling and jujitsu first, make sure I had everything on deck, work my hands. I, you know, I haven't showcased my hands a lot, but I, I do work it. I work it a lot. And I wanted to do all that before I even stepped in the cage. So once I felt that I was, you know, the right timing 
I jumped in. I have three unsanctioned fights with street beefs. I don't know if you ever heard of street beefs, but I have three fights with them. So I jumped in with them and got my, you know, mind in the fire and was getting comfortable in it before I jumped to B2. And I just wanted to be so prepared before I ever stepped out there so that way I can have a good, clean record and experience before I start my journey. Yeah, amazing. I mean, of course, it's more than just physical, you know, it's mental and like everything. Yes. I mean, of course, you have to study a lot of um, videos and a lot of um, tapes, especially with your opponents. You know, right. you got to figure out what what their strategy is. And, you know, like I said, I watched your first fight. And, you know, I was like really hoping that um, you was going to go the first round. But it's like you got him in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely with your second fight, you definitely got him in the second round. Like, really, I say the worst thing you want to do to somebody is just have their back to you. And then from there, you're done. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I made that mistake a couple of times. You know, we just roll around in um, martial arts. And then, you know, I got this one guy that I usually roll around with. And I was like, I try to, like, out-wrestle him or out-jujitsu um, him. But next, you know, I make the mistake of turning my back to him. And then here I am on the rear naked chokehold. And I have yeah. a tab. <laughs> yeah. Worst yeah. thing to do in a fight is turn your back to him. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and I know you mentioned um, George St. Pierre. I mean, I was hoping that I was going to get a seminar from him like last year in oh, Vegas because, no, we have our annual convention. But um, for this year convention, I'll be able to actually get like um, tips from him because he's actually coming. So I definitely going to look forward to that. That's least, exciting. Yeah, yeah it definitely gets uh, that cop guy. All right. So for um, what would you say that your favorite moment would be like throughout like the, throughout all this so far? I'd like to say I'm still creating my favorite moments. You know, every time I fight, you know, I just a new favorite moment comes, you know. But really, I'd have to say my favorite moment is when I'm with my dad. You know, my dad's been through this whole journey with me since the wrestling day. So every time that he gets to be with me in the corner or be with me, you know, warming up, it's it's a new moment that I really, truly enjoy, man. He's, we've been pushing hard for this dream for a long time. And he knows my true potential and has has been by my corner the whole time. So those are my favorite moments there with my dad and when he gets to see me and my hand raise and all the hard work that we both put in. You know, he wins it through me now, and I could tell that, man. And it's my favorite moments, for real. And it's always best to have that um, family support. You know, like I said, usually with wrestling, I don't expect my mom to go to every event. But, you know, it's like it's nice to actually let her know that I'm doing great with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just the same with martial arts. You know, she's not going to be at every test or not every class, but, you know, she sees that I'm doing great. That it's like, I just, that's just gives me a reason to get that extra drive. Yes. Uh, uh, all right, though. So going into your, like your first fight. And I know, I know, like I said, I mentioned that you beat them in the second round. So what was that your mindset for that first fight? The first fight, you know, like I said, I had the three unsanctioned fights, you know, really wasn't quite like B2. So with my first B2 fight, I wanted to prove that I have experience. You know, I have the ground game and I've been doing it my whole life. So I wanted to get it to the ground as quick as possible to show that I was dominant and strong there because I, I lift pretty heavy. You know, I lift weights pretty hardcore. You know, it's something that people don't get to see. And I wanted to showcase just how strong I am. So as soon as it gets to the ground, the mindset was get it to the ground, get it to the ground to show these people that like I'm a Midwestern American wrestler is what I am and wanted to showcase that. And that mentality just follows through those most of these fights, man. I just want to showcase that, you know, we do 
we do hard work here in Southern Indiana wrestling. Yeah, so I guess the main thing for you is like, I know when it comes to MMA, it's mostly striking and kicking, but for you, you want to try to take away their extremities. So without their extremities, they can't do much. So go for a leg, go for an arm. And uh, of course, uh, if you get to the get to the back and you go for the rear naked chokehold and like um, just tap either tap them out or um, should I say pass them out pretty much. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I was watching that second fight. And I mean, I guess the other guy was really studying you. He knew what's coming. So he sprawled. So right. really, yeah. I mean, that was like the good technique to sprawl, you know, really. He knew I was going to shoot too. So he tried to get my back against the cage and rushed me, but I'll shoot from any range, man. It don't matter. I'll, you know, in wrestling, we didn't have no cages to stop us there from shot. So I know I can get a shot even without a cage. You know, so I don't care if his back against the cage or not. But he had a good sprawl at first, but it's just wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably had to watch that many times. Like I was like counting. It's like, <laughs> was it like two minutes that you um like tapped him out or yeah? Or, I think it was a minute forty-one. Yeah, so I got to look at that again. So that was good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that was that was obviously no kicks or punches put in, but you just went for it. Yeah, but yeah, I see you put a couple shots in there. You want to soften him up for that? Yeah. Expose his neck, yeah. That's yeah. all I went for is just exposure. I don't really punch to, you know, I haven't had to punch yet to really do some damage. I've just really had to punch to expose them for an submission, a choke. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I also mentioned, you mentioned that you were in the WWE. So what, what era that you started watching WWE? I was in the, uh, what was it called? The, uh, the Attitude Era. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was born 1993, man, and my dad got me in it right away, you know, and, you know, I started remembering the matches, you know, late 1990s, early 2000s, Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, Degeneration X, all <laughs> that. That's my, that's my stuff. I still listen to their theme songs when I work out. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, for me, if I'm running a trip now, I'm listening to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm yeah. just, yeah, I'm just thinking of like, um, I'm him just running down the, down just give just running the ring just giving people stone cold stunners yes that's awesome that's great yeah but uh, for me i was like born like in the golden age like when hogan and macho yep. man all those great wrestlers yep. yeah it's like and even undertaker yeah i love that my dad was that he that's the era he watched and you know he you know i've learned about those guys through him you know and then i'm now seeing documentaries on him through you know the internet and all that stuff and I love that era too. It was great then too. It was a whole different thing. Yeah. I mean, now I got to go and watch Peacock and like watch a marathon of WrestleMania or something. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, as, um, of course you say you're getting ready for your third fight, so you don't know who you're um, facing, but yet you are training for it. You know what I mean? Mostly you're going into strikes. And, uh, so what, what would you say that you would study most of like when it comes to, either strikes, um, grappling, like who would you say three people that you would study? Three people that I would study for my, to mimic. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like, yeah. Michael Chandler, for sure. I really like to mimic his style because he is a little bit shorter than most of his opponents in his weight class. So he gets this low karate stance kind of, but still almost a wrestling stance. So I kind of mimic that. And then Khabib, once it gets to the ground, I try to mimic it. Like could be top pressure, you know, if I could tie his legs up, be tying his legs up and wait for just exposure at all points. And then the third person, 
I, if, if I could mimic someone on stand-up, it would it'd have to be Conor McGregor. You know, he's, go. <laughs> he, he's pretty accurate. He is pretty accurate. He gasses out quick, you know. I wouldn't want to mimic that, but his stand-up, I could, I would like to mimic that. Yeah, awesome. All right, so outside the um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the MMA, would you, what would you say, what other style would you like to study just to help you prepare for, like, future um, matches? I would really like to learn Muay Thai. That would be the number one. Muay Thai and kickboxing is what I'm going for, is what I've been trying to pick up on here lately is what we've been practicing. But if I had to just choose one, it'd be Muay Thai. That way I can get all points of the body, you know, elbows, knees, and the hands and feet. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, but you definitely want to get to those other styles like kickboxing, even boxing in general, to, to be pre- extra prepared. Yes, I would also like to learn uh, karate as well uh, and kung fu. Those would be two other ones I would like to learn as well. Uh, outside of that, man, I don't really have any other interest in the other forms of martial arts. Yeah, it's like when for you to be like in that greatness of um MMA, you want to make sure you um have like I say before and like a lot of indemnity, like a lot of insurance. So if one thing fails, you have another thing to kind of back you up. So of course, what if of course if um Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work, you know, you got of course kickboxing and Muay Thai, you can go for yeah. shots and you go for a knockout. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Uh all right, so Let's kind of get to like a, a quote. What what kind of quote would you say that um best describes your journey? Hard work will beat talent when talent isn't willing to work hard enough. That's uh, I'm all about hard work, and that comes from back in my wrestling day. My coaches, you know, they've put me through the grind, and that's how I got the name Gas Tank. You know, because I just it I go all day, and uh, that's the best quote I could say. If that guy's more talented than me. He's not working harder than me. Yeah. I mean, if definitely with endurance, that's definitely, that's the best thing about um, MMA. You want to be well endurance. And if you're not trained on endurance, you know, you're, of course, like you said, a gas tank won't be full. But for <laughs> you, with you having that, 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 or name that um, gas tank, that definitely proves that you are really high on endurance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I get better endurance when it's like super hot outside, but I can't do it when it's cold. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's how I get my best energy is when it's hot. So, all right. So let's see. What, what else I can ask? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you had a chance to actually do like what I was doing, um, independent wrestling or even go to WWE or um, AEW or even um, Impact. So what would you would they if they actually um gave you a contract would you would consider it oh yeah i would definitely consider it. and right now with the pay oh yeah gable stevenson i don't know if you know that um, a wrestler the he won the olympic gold in wrestling for america he's a college wrestler just finished up college career he had the opportunity to go to the ufc or wwe and he took the WWE route, and that was very smart of him for him to make that money first, make the money, train longer, and then go to the UFC. So if I had that route, I'd probably go WWE, make that money. And it's fun. That stuff looks really fun. I, I've never learned how to high fly, and I feel like that would be one of my styles. Oh, yeah. Stuff. That stuff looks amazing to me. And I know you got to be in great shape for it, so it would still be amazing training 
you know, I wouldn't be missing out on any of that. I would definitely love to go to WWE. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I feel like I'm past that route, but I'm, I prefer independent wrestling, you know, but it's still like you got that creative freedom pretty much. But, you know, if if you want to have somebody do, come up with your gimmick, you know, that's all right with you. But for me, I'm just I'm just not in the contracts. You know, I'm just is that what that means. Like WWE will make their own persona for you. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's the whole they they create everything for from matches and then um you know they have right. that whole creative creative team. But with independent wrestling, it's like you got your own gimmick, you got your own plan of doing a match. So okay, like, uh, yeah, be more creative. Okay, yeah. So that's how that's the route I want to go through. Yeah. So uh, awesome. All right, everybody, we're um reached to our um hidden dojo um segment of the um interview. So this is like seven questions that I asked for you. This is like the fun part. So this is where <laughs> This is where the fun begins. So this is where we get kind of get outside of um the martial arts um okay. martial arts journey, and then we kind of get to like um what you do, like your hobby, pretty much. All right. So the first question is the best piece of advice you ever gotten, and who said it? I'd have to say that follows in with the uh, hard work is willing to beat talent when talent isn't willing to work hard enough. And I first heard it from my high school wrestling coach, Coach Jones. That was a famous quote he would always say. You know, he didn't come up with it, but it was one that he always said. And it always just stuck with me, man. That's That's been in my journey my whole life, just always wanting to outwork everybody. You know, no matter how much talent they have, you know, we're going to outwork them. Man, that's like you're looking straight at them. You're like, if you're in a, like a fitness class, you know, you're in the front row. You're looking straight at the instructor and saying, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next question. Usually people don't get this one. Um, the worst advice you've ever gotten. The worst advice, you know, I was, uh, I tried out to be a basketball player when I was real young first. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's advice, but I just got told, you know, you're too small for any of this, man. You're too small. I was playing football as well. And you're just, you're too small for it. You're too small for it. Don't, you don't play sport, play another sport. It's not as uh, physical, you know, and that advice didn't stick well with me. You know, I, mean, I was like, I got to prove that wrong, you know, yeah. And other, you know, I can't say I've had a whole lot of bad advice because, you know, whatever advice I did take, it made me who I am today. So, you know, it was, it was just advice. I can't say it was good or bad. You know, it, just, it put me where I am today. Yeah, it's like you're like listening to that doctor that says um, you can't do this, you can't do that. But yet you prove them wrong. You know, <laughs> a lot of people out there are not qualified to even give you advice if they know if you if they have if they haven't done themselves, then there's no question they should tell you not to do something yeah. and you didn't even done it. Exactly. Uh, all right. Guilty pleasure. How would you reward yourself? The sweets, the the sweets, man. I I I can cut weight pretty heavy, but I can gain it pretty heavy too, you know. I always take a week off after a fight and just eat desserts and eat greasy foods fried foods that's how i really like to enjoy my time you know i don't really do a whole lot of bad habits at all so you know the bad habit i do have it's gonna be eating sweets yeah i mean really it's i mean you do all the hard work and i mean you deserve some guilty pleasure i mean but definitely during training you have to at least keep yourself lean and um, prepared i mean yeah uh, all right if you were going to be in a famous movie what movie would you be, want to be in? 300 with the Spartans. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can see that, really. I want to prove that I always will go to war you know, all the way till the end, man. On this, I'm going to come back with my shielder on it. <laughs> yeah, so 
if other than um an, oh, how about you try to pick up like a non like fight movie what would you what would you pick a non-fight movie Shit, it's hard to say i don't watch a whole lot of non-fight movies you know they're typically action movies uh non-fighting or like a comedy like a comedy movie comedy oh biodome, biodome. <laughs> i would love to be in the biodome and check that place out with those well, i actually met paulie shore when he did a a tour up here in indianapolis man and we actually got to speak with him for about five ten minutes after the show and uh, hilarious guy hilarious guy i would love to be in the biodome stuck with that guy yeah i mean you had Polly shore i actually met that um his girlfriend in the movie uh what was it uh joey um adams um what was it uh i forgot what her name is but uh that was um that was her name uh, i don't know i think it was a uh, monique was her name oh in the movie yeah that's yeah. right yeah in the movie okay yeah yeah i know who you're talking about yeah all right so yeah, I met her. All right. Uh, secret talent. I have a lot of talents, man, and I don't keep them a secret. You know, I like to let people know, but I'd have to say, you know, some of my talents outside of fighting is I like to skateboard a lot, you know, if, and I don't do it. I don't get to do it a whole lot because I try to keep myself safe for my competition. So, you know, a week after a fight or competition, I get one week to where I allow myself to skateboard and go hit the ramps and take a little risk and maybe get fall off the skateboard, get a little damaged. But, you know, not, not a lot of people know about that because I don't really showcase my skateboarding, but I, I do like to skateboard. Yeah. I mean, I can't skateboard. I mean, I will fall. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Mari McFly. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Dream celebrity encounter. Michael Chandler. Like he, uh, I've watched him before even his debut in Bellator because I watched college wrestling and he was in a killer weight class back in his college day. And I kept up with that whole weight class because it was just one of the most dominating weight classes. Justin Gage was even in that weight class at the same time. They were in a bracket at once, almost had to face each other. But uh, I'd have to say him with his style. Uh, I like his, his personality, you know, just, I would like to meet that guy. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. All right, last question before we kind of head out there. Uh, 10 years from now. 10 years from now, I would like to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I would like to be at least having uh, a pro career that was successful and to be able to start my own gym. That way I can teach what experiences I have been through and the technique that I have learned. That way the next generation can feed off of that and get even better. I would love to further the generations to come just like i've been furthered from the generations before me yeah mason that's the same thing with me is though since i've been doing martial arts for 25 years and yet of course i currently am a fourth degree and you know i i do classes like crazy and you know i want to teach these kids of what i've went through and then like try to build them up to get in the black belt because yeah. you know it's intense like four yeah. intense black belt tests and yeah it's so. awesome for the guys like you sharing your knowledge man it's always I always truly appreciate that, man. And I, I, I like guys like, that, you know, like you that would love to share the knowledge to younger generations to us, man, because we could sure use it and we'll keep using it, man, involving it. Yeah, amazing. Like, this is why I got this podcast, you know, trying to get some ideas, at least tell these students, like, what, what you want to do with your life. I mean, do you want to be the way of life or you want to be a tool? So, yes. yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to be treated like a tool. You want to be treated like you're, 
you're like a hope of life. Yeah. Yes. Yes, All that's right. amazing. I enjoy what you're doing here. I've started watching your episodes since, you know, I've been, you, you know, you've been brought to my attention and I'm, I'm, I really love what you're going for here, man. I think it's great. And it's going to get the news out there to people and just, you know, let them know, you know, it's, it's amazing. It truly is. Yeah. It's a great thing that Emily kind of uh, put your name out there. I mean, I had a good conversation with her. Yeah. Yes. I, that podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So before we kind of um, sell out, uh, What's any last minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there? Appreciate you all out there uh, supporting me and, you know, viewing my stuff. It, it, it's for you guys. It's, it's, you guys drive me, you know, and it's, it's love, nothing but love. You know, I haven't had anybody tell me any bad things, you know, even, you know, when I talk about, you know, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose. I still get love, you know, they, they give me love and respect for even just going out there. So I thank you all for just the support and being part with me and I love it. And I'm going to keep it, keep it going. Let's keep it all going. Uh, awesome. Amazing. All right. So thank you very much for joining me, Jordan. And thank of you. course, listeners out there, make sure you keep an eye on this guy. Of course, he's had two victories so far. So luckily if you're watching UFC, you might see him appear and might win a title, maybe a world title. doesn't matter, but you know, he's really <laughs> looking forward to it. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to kind of close out. And um, for, for those who are just joining into my podcast, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pod Dojo. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Yeah.